Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Charlotte Payne. I like forgot my name for a second. <laughs> I'm Maddie and welcome back to another Locker Room Ladies Thursday, everyone. Guys, it's October. Yeah, what? When did that it's happen? Also, our first October episode, which I feel like we're into October now. So it's a little yes. weird that we haven't had an October episode yet, but it's October 6th. It so is. It's officially spooky season. I'm excited. We have to. Already done. I have a U Miami pumpkin. Ooh, did you carve it? My TV stand. No, no, no. I actually bought it from Publix. They had. They were selling them. It's. It's a little tiny pumpkin, and it has a a U painted on it. It's cute. I have it on the. I need to see it. I would love to see that. It's super cute. I'll send you a picture. It's. It's really adorable. We have it on the TV stand. So go Canes. Go Canes all the way. The Canes had a little restful weekend. Little bye week last week, so I guess we're gonna see them play North Carolina, right? This weekend. Should yes, be fun. honestly, I was quite relieved that the Canes had a bye week because I just don't know if I could take. I need another. the bye week. Yeah, <laughs> my teams are really going through it right now. Oh, when it comes yeah. to football. Oh yeah. So I need oh, a yeah. break. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get we into need it. A break. We will. We will. So before we do anything, it is still Hispanic Heritage Month through October 15th. So we are starting off today's episode with another Latina locker room lady. And today we have Andrea Perez, who is currently the senior vice president of brand product and service marketing at Sony Interactive Entertainment. And she actually focuses primarily on PlayStation in that role, which I think is super cool because when we think about sports, I don't think esports right away, but that's actually like a very up and coming industry and there's teams and competitions and it really is a virtual sport yeah I mean think about how how deeply invested my brothers would get in Madden when they would play as a young child we were like hauling remote controllers at the tv if we lost a Wii Fit bowling you know like it's a thing exactly I actually know someone who got a scholarship to college for esports. Wow. Which is super cool. Like it's, I, it's why, really, we're in 2022 yeah. and this is, that's, this is the reality. That's super cool. Or a virtual reality, if you will, Charlotte. A virtual <laughs> reality is really a cool thing too. Like if you watch NFL on CBS, you'll see they play around with the VR and like I was watching the Monday night game and there's, or the Thursday night uh, Dolphins game, shout out Alex Martin. I was watching, they had a yes. cool graphic with the virtual like jet skis, like Tyreek Hill and Jalen oh, Waddle cool. on jet skis. So it's there's <laughs> it's cool. an endless world of possibilities and it is so cool that she's tapping into this. Yes. So she actually just recently came into this role. Before that, Andrea was actually the VP and GM of Jordan Women at Nike. And that, she actually spent almost two decades at Nike. Wow. So... The story of how she got to Nike is actually pretty cool. I read a couple of articles about her. They said that she grew up in Mexico and she played varsity soccer and softball when she was a kid. So she always loved sports. And she said that she never felt respected as respected as male athletes whenever she was a female athlete growing up. And then the one thing that did kind of give her a glimpse of, you know, women in sports are cool. Women in sports are powerful was 
1998 marketing campaign from Nike. She felt like Nike wow. was the only company that really spoke to her. And it was the World Cup, Mia Hamm and, and Jackie Joyner Kersey and all those campaigns in, in the late 90s that really kind of helped her connect with women in sports and also with Nike as a company. And she said, like, from that young age, she was drawing out Nike ads in her notebooks. And that was the only place that she could have pictured herself working. Fast forward, she was actually at, I think, the University of Mexico. And there was a conference and there was a speaker who worked for Nike at that conference. And she said she asked a question in front of the whole crowd And she just said, how can I work with you? And the guy said, let's chat. And so afterwards, she went up to him. They put her through some kind of introductory interviews. And she ended up getting her foot in the door. I think she was the assistant to the marketing director or something like that. And after she worked her way up within the company, like I said, almost two decades. I think she started her career in Nike in 2003, and she, she just left this year to go to PlayStation. Um, but while she was there, during her time there, she co-founded the Women of Nike employee group. And she also served as the chair of the governance committee for the Women's Sports Foundation. Just super wow. cool. Wow. So this is, this is a woman who really was a go-getter. I mean, imagine going to a seminar they did the women or the sports seminar at Miami every year. Imagine going up and you have this big time like CEO and you raise your hand. Can I have a job? That'd be kind of a shock. And honestly, if I was a CEO, I'd be like, yeah, let's, you have some (laughs) balls. (laughs) I think she's another one of those women that we've, we've spoken about a couple of women lately that kind of speak things into existence and that say this is going to happen for me and just make it happen. And, and really ever since she was a kid, she was saying, I'm going to work for Nike. This is the company I'm going to work for. And she made that happen. And she did make such a strong impact on the company over the time she was there. And not to mention, I read another article, I think it was written back in 2019 in Forbes. And she shared that she sets aside three hours every week to meet with people that want advice and basically mentors them, which I think is super cool because we talked about last week when we had Alex on the importance of mentorship and especially for Andrea Perez, who said growing up in Mexico, she didn't feel like she was represented as an athlete. She didn't feel the respect that male athletes have. I think it's so important to have a strong female role model who has made it, who has gotten all the way to the top, who has done the thing that she dreamed of doing and taking that time to be humble and kind of sit down and talk to people who want to get to where she is in 20 years, I think is really, really important and and really admirable. It is. It's also about that representation that we talk about so much. Our nieces, our nephews, our children are going to be able to see this and it's going to just be normal for them to see a woman not only on the sidelines we talk about those women a lot not only behind the scenes behind the camera on game day not only you know playing on the field but also in business capacities in this way and a lot of the women we're highlighting for hispanic heritage month are incredible business women in the sports field so it goes to show like this is a whole industry and if you're not tapping into it you're missing out And now in her role 
at Sony Interactive Entertainment, she is in the branding and marketing department. And what I think is interesting as well is that in one of the articles I read, there was some statistic that women make up like something almost like 48% of esports players, like video game consumers. And in in PlayStation, I think they own, women own 41% of Playstations or something like that. And that number actually surprised me because I think that women are so underrepresented in so many sports and esports is no exception. Totally. You're right. So one of the things that she said that they do at PlayStation is try to think about all of their campaigns and all of their marketing and all of their advertising in terms of the player's experience. And so I think that her coming from the background that she does and growing up as a female athlete is such a unique perspective to have in the advertising room. Like we've all seen ads that, that you watch it and you're like, okay, there was no women in that room. We've mm-hmm. seen TV shows that you're like, okay, in that scene, I've, no woman we've been was in, in that rooms room. Where it's right. like, oh, but there's wow. been, we've seen stuff that it's like, who approved that? There clearly wasn't a woman in that right. room. Oh, totally. Yes, I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. like, I think it's so important to be putting people from different backgrounds Absolutely. into those rooms, making those decisions because consumers are so diverse and they come from infinite backgrounds and to have more representation in the advertising world and in the sports world is super important. And so I love what she's doing. And I actually had a lot of fun researching this Andrea Perez this afternoon. So I hope you guys learned something. I love her. Maddie is the article queen. I am. You're the article (laughs) queen today, Maddie. I love it. And I love her. And welcome to the Locker Room Lady Wall of Fame. You know the drill. Love it. Love it. Love it. You're in great company. So um, very, very excited to learn about her. Before we move on, we just want to take a moment to honor Tiffany Jackson, the uh, WNBA veteran forward who passed away this week, earlier in the week, after a long, almost decade-long battle with breast cancer. She was 37 years old, um, and it's just um, a tragedy, really. And it's a great reminder that um, now in October, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So if you or anybody in your family has a history of this horrible disease, please go get screened, go get checked. Even if you don't have a history, definitely go to your doctors. Our hearts go out to Tiffany's family. And like Charlotte said, it's just so important to get checked. Even if you don't have a family history, just continuing to be aware because early detection is so important. And and it is so sad that yet another life was lost to this devastating disease. But, but our condolences are with her family, her friends, her former teammates, and all of those whose lives she was a part of. All right, we're going to take a quick little break. And uh, when we get back, we're going to get into some exciting stuff. So please stay tuned. All right, guys, thank you so much for keeping it locked. Today is Thursday, as you know, Locker Room Ladies Thursday, but but you may not know, or you may know, because you're listening to this podcast, so you probably do know, tomorrow's Friday, and not only is it Friday, but it's MLB Playoff Friday. Oh, yeah. It's it's big time, guys. It, it's it's among us. We have postseason baseball happening. The last games of the season are wrapping up. 
teams are going to have a little break. And then if we're, we're getting into it, and this is the thick of it, you guys. This is serious. We have to lock in. It is no longer week six NFL. It is the first week of the postseason for MLB. Sorry. <laughs> I talked about way back when, whenever I was in high school and the Pirates made the playoffs, but October, we've reached <laughs> October. We have the Mets. We have the Yankees. The teams that Charlotte and I root for are both getting ready to – kick off the postseason Charlotte one thing I will have to say though I do have a grievance because it's been a while since you know a team that I like has made it to the postseason so I'm not I don't think it hit me because I don't know that I was as locked in back in 2013 when I was watching (laughs) the Pirates uh losing the wild card game (laughs) but I don't think I was as locked in so I don't know if uh, if everyone knows, but they did do some changes to the playoff format this year. The wild card is now a three-game series, which I love. I love that. Yeah, and also the final <laughs> the final game of the season, every team played at exactly 4 p.m. on Wednesday, which is kind of cool as well, 4 p.m. Eastern. So n- no team was kind of like waiting in limbo to find out if this team loses, this team wins, this is what happens to me, like – all the games started at four, which I think is super cool. And you're so a couple sitting changes at work, there. like, why are they playing right now? <laughs> oh, yeah. At four, yeah, right. <laughs> like, wait, or, you're on the, or you're on the West Coast, and they're playing <laughs> at one o'clock, and it's like, wait. <laughs> like, uh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> super cool, super cool. But something that I'm actually super mad about, as my pseudo-Mets fan, as, my, as I've joined the Mets fandom, fandom this season, I kind of joined last yeah. season, but yeah, you did. But mm-hmm. as I've really gotten into it, and I think I've probably watched, I probably watched half the games at least. I think, or at least oh my God. parts of it's impossible to watch. Half. Yeah, it's impossible to watch all of it. Yeah, but I think I've probably watched half. I think I, I've got yeah. one sixty-two. Uh, I don't know. Eighty is a lot. I think I've probably watched at least hmm. sixty games. I think that that's fair to say. I don't know. My boyfriend watches almost all of them, but I think I've watched quite a few Mets games this season. Definitely a few dozen. So I've really gotten, I've really developed some. You're heavily invested. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very invested, but I've also developed, I've taken a liking to Gary Keith and Ron on SNY. I mean, I, I genuinely am bummed out whenever SNY doesn't have one of the Mets games because if a cool play happens or if if an error happens or if anything happens, I want to hear their reactions yes. to it. I don't want to hear, like, Joe Schmo telling me what's going on. I want yeah. Gary Keith and Ron, who have been with this team from day one, who have gone through the ups and downs with them. Yep. I want to hear Gary Cohen saying, hey, struck him out. Yep. yep. Or, like, I, I want to hear that. I want like that, that. That Michael K. See ya. <laughs> Like, we all know that. Struck like, yes. him out. Yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I want that. I want yeah. the personality. I want the the announcers that really have traveled with the team and really feel like a part of this, this postseason. But they don't get the postseason. The postseason games are nationally broadcast. Oh, and so this is your the agreement. announcers that we know and love in the biggest moment of the season, don't get to be there along for the ride. And honestly, it pisses me off. Like I'm, I'm kind of upset and and I'm wondering now I'm picturing like, what are Gary Keith and Ron doing (laughs) on during these playoffs games? Are they watching it together? 
are they <laughs> just at home with it on TV? Like, like, I'm so disappointed that they're not. And it didn't really hit me that they weren't going to be announcing it. And then Austin said, you know, this is our last game with Gary, Keith and Ron today. And I was like, wait, what do you mean it's our last game? The Mets made the playoffs. Okay. Yes. I totally understand what you're saying. It is sad, but, but you're like, I'm thinking about this in terms of the teams, those crews, they're probably so excited that their team that they love for, and they've been with since day one, like you say, is in the, they're in the playoffs. Love that. They're also probably so excited to have a little break, but they probably aren't having all that much break time because like the yes crew, they're, they're doing post game shows. They're, they're still out there working. They're, they're always going to be, you know, doing stuff. It's not quite off season yet, even for these crews. So turn on SNY. I don't know what their but studio shows are. It's but th- sad. It's like, it is. it's it like is. seeing, it's like being the director of a show while it's off Broadway, it's off Broadway, it's off Broadway, you're directing it, you're behind the scenes, you watch every single blood, sweat and tears, you're at every practice, you know, every actor, and then it makes it to Broadway and Uh they just throw in another director who's been directing a bunch of other plays for the rest of the season and they just get to direct yours. That's a funny perspective. I don't, I don't know if maybe they, maybe they do feel that way. I don't know. I'm, I want Wait. justice for Gary, okay. Keith, and Ron. I've never thought about it as, like, a bad thing. As a... Because, a, I mean, we've all had very crazy busy seasons, and then when work dwindles down, it's like, thank God, I need a rest. No, but so this I is... Can, because you work with a team, you spend that much time with a team, you're invested. And, and not only, are. like, they are, but... I mean, they're almost a part of the team at this point. Like, especially, totally. I don't know if it's like this for other for other franchises, but for the Mets, like, people come to City Field wearing Gary Keith and Braun t-shirts. Yeah. They're, and, they're, like, they, yeah. they have a Gary Cohen bobblehead night, and Gary Cohen never played baseball for the Mets. Like, Ron and Keith actually were former players, so obviously they're invested, obviously they're Mets fans, but as a broadcast crew, they all just bring such a unique perspective to the table. And I just, I feel like it's, if there's an amazing finish to one of these games or if something incredible happens, it's, it almost makes it a little less sweet that I'm not going to hear their reactions because they were a part of what got the Mets to this season. I don't know. It's a bummer. I just feel like some of the magic is gone whenever someone who hasn't been there for the whole ride all season gets to call the most important game. I don't know. That's all. That's all I feel about it. I mean, nothing to say that, that I'm not going to be just as excited if, if Lindor hits a walk off Homer in game three, you know what I mean? Like I'll still be excited about it, but it is going to be a little bit of a bummer to not have the Gary Cohen. It's sad here. Like I want that. It's funny because I mean I, I get I have that same relationship with the Yankees broadcasters and John Sterling, Susan Waldman, uh, Waldman, and they have a bobblehead night, and I love to hear them. But I, it's I'm not married to them. Like you're married to these these broadcasters for SNY, right, and, and I'm a new Mets fan. Like yeah. think about people that have really gone back with this <laughs> Mets franchise and watched way back when this broadcast team was formed and 
You know what I yeah. mean? I, I've I mean, only had really it's funny because a now season and a half with them. And we've both worked in broadcast. We kind of know what it's like, the business of it. And I wonder if these people are a, upset about it, not getting to work the big games, the big games meaning the postseason, or if they're so excited to have a little break. But I also wonder, like, it's just it's it is it is a funny perspective you bring up because I just have to wonder how these broadcasters feel. Like, are they upset that they don't get to? <laughs> and there's not a good solution for it because I understand you you want to televise playoff games. Like that's the bottom line, but. I don't know. I just money ball. It's all about money. I want them to like do a Twitch stream during the broadcast so <laughs> well, I can hear them. <laughs> log on to log on to the SNY website or, or throw it on the TV. I'm sure that they have a post game that has all your favorite broadcasters. I'm like a commercial. I feel like I'm a commercial. Okay, well we'll see. We'll see. Sure I just I just didn't know if anyone else felt that way. So please let us know if you're listening to this and you're also it's funny. bummed. Well, Maddie, I'm excited to revisit this after we watch a little bit of postseason baseball. And and maybe, I mean, you're going to be used to these specific broadcasters for Mets games, but I'm sure you haven't been watching many, I don't know, Rays games. So maybe when you watch that game, you hear different broadcasters. It won't be so sad. <laughs> this Charlotte's going to be talking out of this butt. <laughs> I'm talking about me excited for playoff baseball again. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, Charlotte, I'm excited for playoff baseball. Speaking of baseball... Speaking of talking baseball, guys. Speaking of a certain baseball that's probably worth (laughs) more than both of our lives combined. (laughs) Aaron Judge's 62nd home run baseball. Number 16. I'm so happy he hit it, not only because, I mean, it's just fun to kind of witness history unfold, but also I was so sick of them cutting in oh to Aaron God. Judge every at-bat for, like, what, two weeks now? He dragged this on for so long, and not only him, but all the pitchers that kept walking him dragged oh it on for my so long. God. I was like, get this off of my NFL Sunday. I don't care right now. I'm not a Yankees fan. Cool. I'll see it on Twitter in an hour if right, he gets right. it. Or I'll see it on Twitter in two minutes. Yes. Right. No, you know I what I mean? Like, this isn't, this isn't 1997 where we're going to miss it if we don't yeah, see yeah, it yeah. live while it's happening. Like, <laughs> I'll see it on TikTok during the commercial break. I don't need to see this right now in the middle funny, of my NFL Sunday. It's a funny conversation about – I feel like we haven't – actually, I don't know – I, I couldn't right now name the times that I've lived through sports history. I guess Serena Williams, that was a major thing, her last yes. um, her last match. Um, Aaron Judge, number 62, obviously the single season <laughs> home run leader in the American League or the whole league, however you want to look at it. But d- is this how we do historic breaking moments in sports? Do we do cut-ins like that? Is that going to happen for the next history thing? Are we going to ha- be watching like... A I also think at on- one point, like it's different. I don't know. I just think the, it, it became comical because it, became it took it so many at-bats for him to get the home run. Yes, it did. How many at-bats do you think it took between 60 and 62? Like I to tie he, the record was, and then to break the record? It was like seven games, I think. He was yeah. He, so like yeah. four at bats a game. That's like twenty eight times where we had to be like yeah. Don't quote me on is that. This gonna be history. <laughs> and you know the funny part is out of all the times they cut in, I have I live with a Yankees fan. 
one of my roommates is a Yankees fan. He's had every time Aaron judges that bad, it's like Aaron judges up and we run into the kitchen to yeah. watch it. Yep. And you know, the funny thing is not a single one of us actually saw it live. We all I missed didn't it. see it live. I missed no, it too. You know what I, mean? I, I, I get the notifications on yes, the app on my phone. And it'll be Aaron judge at bat alert. And I, Maddie, I got sick of looking at it. I don't, I, when it would say that, like in the first couple of games, I'd be, oh, it's happening, got to turn it on. And then it just turned into a thing that I ignored and I missed it. And I, my mom texted, I found out from my mother, my mom texted me, <laughs> judge did it. And I FaceTimed her because I didn't even have the game on. And she like turned her camera around, showed me the game. I saw it and then I hung up and then I saw it again on Twitter. <laughs> I think as being part of a broadcast world, Charlotte, we could both appreciate the idea of cut-ins, right? And, no, and totally love news now and seeing yes. history as it unfolds. I love that idea. However, in 2022, if you miss it, this isn't like back even when we were growing up as kids, when the commercials would come on Disney Channel and you have to race to the bathroom or race to the kitchen <laughs> to get a snack and come back for the <laughs> show to come on. Like we're in the, we are living in the age of pausing and rewinding and wow. fast forwarding and saving the video and seeing Instant. it made into a hundred memes. Yep. And I'll see that home run more times than I ever wanted to. Yep. So I'm I'm really just happy that so funny the hype about it is all over. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm glad wondering. he did it. I'm glad he did it. I'm, this is making me laugh though that you also feel this way because since you're a Yankees fan, I was wondering if you were going to be like, oh no, I love that they're cutting into my NFL Sunday. No, and I we would it, it was actually exciting because of course I work at in a control room and when it would happen when he would be at bat, we'd all kind of like look in a little bit and (laughs) it would have been cool for it to happen at work. And we had that first day before he hit 61 when it was, that was the next thing to happen. His first at bat, we Mm -hmm. had the game on and we had a whole graphic ready to go in our football game or in our football show. So this, this obviously transcends sports. It's a historical moment in sports. Right. I don't need to see it a hundred times while I'm watching my late night Nevada game on the NFL network. I don't need to see it because I'm not watching baseball right now. I'm watching a NFL game or I watch a college football game. I get what you mean there, but right. it did turn into kind of a funny joke. I'm glad he did it. Uh, the guy who and, caught it is, that's, what would you do if you caught this ball? Did you see the guy jump off yes. of, of the outfield wall? What? Is Risky, he okay? Like, Is I don't know. know. Has anyone heard from him? I don't know. I haven't heard from him. I should call. What would I do if I caught it? <sighs> what would you do? I, I know exactly now, okay. what I would do. See, my initial thought was like, oh, I would give it back to him. Like, it's his thing. But now there's this whole like, oh my gosh, you're so stupid. This is worth more than your whole life. You got to get money out of it. You got to get leverage. But it's like, it's his ball. Yeah, he's the one who he's the one who did the achievement. Yes, but I guess you caught it. That's cool. I saw. I don't know if it was Pujols or who whoever it was. Someone recently said, like, they let the fan keep one of their milestone baseballs because they were like the the mementos are for the fans, the souvenirs are for the fans. I like, think that was Pujols. I don't, yeah, I don't care. It's not worth anything. Pujols. I think you're right. So I don't know what I would do. Well, think I think about it this way. If I caught any ball, I've never caught a fa- – I've come so close to it. I've never caught a foul ball. I've never caught a home run ball. If I caught a- even an opposing team's home run ball, they always say, throw it back. I would keep it. I would want to have that. 
I would want to have that. So if I caught that 62 or 61, I would give it back. But I need a little something because, I, you know, I need like a little bit. Okay, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah, yeah right. I wouldn't I wouldn't ask for like or people are asking for insane amounts of money. I don't think I'd be I would like, how about you give me season tickets for next year? But it would be foolish for somebody to catch this ball and then it's in his possession and then it goes some, and then he sells it or he gives it to a right. museum and the museum sells it for millions and millions. Then I the adults. What if, what if you're sitting next to like a six-year-old kid nope. with a glove in his hand and you catch the oh ball God, and the kid's shit. looking up at you Can and I you mean, know that this ball is worth no. more than that kid's whole life, but he's just looking up with you with those eyes and it's his first baseball game and he's wearing an Aaron Judge t-shirt God, and he wants the world. ball. Would you give it to him? No, Okay. In any other situation of catching a ball we've talked about on the podcast, you give that child that ball. That's why I had to bring it up. That's why but I had to bring it up. In this situation, you know what I would actually do? I'd say, okay, I'm going to keep this ball, but you come with me. I get mama's information or dad's information. We're going to, I'm going to get you, like, make sure that this kid has season tickets or whatever. <laughs> you know, do right by this kid with the mitt. You can have the ball. Do right by this kid. I don't, I don't really care. I just want to do the exchange of goods and services and money, whatever right. it is. I don't, I wouldn't ask for a lot. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm getting greedy. If I got this I ball, know. I'd probably be a little greedy. I'd take that thing home. I don't know what I would do in that Keep situation. But also, I would be kind of scared. Because don't you think people would try to, like, rip it out of your hands yeah, as you're get, walking? I would leave immediately. Get home. Go home. I just feel like it would be rough out there if you had that <laughs> ball. I don't like the thought of this. I don't like – I don't like the – this is – there's just darkness. I think, like, we've seen – this dark side of people, I don't like it. Yeah, you're right. People can be weird <laughs> and like mean it. and scary. I don't yeah. Like it. All, right. All right, Charlotte. Speaking of other well, things you don't like right now, balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of balls, Kenny Pickett. Other things you don't like, including <laughs> right now the Steelers. No. You're mad. I know you are. You're upset. There's a new quarterback in town mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh, in Akershire Stadium. I hate the name of that still to this day, but it's always Heinz Field to me. But here we are. Here we are. So, Charlotte, as you know, the Steelers are one and three. They just came off of a disappointing loss to the Jets. However, one good thing to come out of that game is we got our starter, baby. And, you know, we have a whole episode called, you know what they say about small hands. You know what they say about small hands? Badass quarterbacks. That made no sense whatsoever, but I'm excited <laughs> about Kenny Pickett now. I wasn't excited She's about speechless. it at first. We know this. She's literally We've speechless. gone over it. I wasn't interested in the draft. No, you weren't. But, you I know, was that's excited. Why, that's why they don't pay me the big bucks to draft the quarterbacks. <laughs> because now I'm on board. And you know I what? got on board fairly quickly. I think by the next episode, I was already on board. You I will were. say. Yeah. I, was, it, it, I was like, all right, you know, I trust the process. I'm here for it. So... I think I said I wasn't going to give up on Kenny Pickett after like four weeks, but you know, he only had two quarters. I wanted to see what he could do because, you know, I think we all, I, I wanted Mitch Trubisky to, to be successful, but I think we all kind of, you know, Mitch Trubisky has a ceiling. We know his, his, you know what I mean? It's like you find a, quarter on the ground you know what it's worth 25 cents it is 25 cent yeah quarter might, that's all it's ever gonna be worth you can get and something for 10 cents with that like another coin yeah. that you've never seen before and you're like how much is this worth is this worthless is it gonna be gonna make me rich is this a rare coin it's like home run ball number 62 how much is this right. worth how much is this worth so 
after we were kind of struggling a lot this season and, and I was just getting very frustrated and I felt like it was more of the same in terms of the offense, but we didn't have a, a really strong decades-long veteran like we did with Ben. Yes, it was I was kind of like, all right, you know, yeah. put in the kid, put in Kenny. I want to see what he can do. Even if, even if he's just as bad or worse, I'd rather him just work out the kinks get some play time, grow. If this is going to be a throwaway season, if we're going to get like another top 10, if we're going to get a top 10 draft pick out of this season, sure, whatever, I'm here for it, but I'm going to watch every game and I'm going to react and I'm going to cry and laugh and smile and cheer and I'm going to go through it with you. So let's just see what Kenny can do. Mm-hmm. And when they put Kenny Pickett under center, it looked like a different Steelers team. It did. Charlotte. It was, like, magic. And not to say, like, he had the best rookie performance whatsoever. No, no, no. Like, he threw three interceptions, which I will actually – I Kenny Pickett, yes, he can. Wholeheartedly do not think any of them were his fault. And no. I can give you the reasons why. I don't think a single one of those interceptions was his fault. No. But – he threw the ball down the field. The receivers were excited about it. The energy. He had this confidence. He had swag. He got yeah. me excited to be a Steelers fan. And I'm always excited to be a Steelers fan. Like, I know there are a lot of disgruntled Steelers fans out there. I am I am diehard. I am very, very... Yeah, you're very... Yes. You know, even if they make me cry, even if I, I had to take a, I had to take a post game nap after that game because I was so angry and I didn't like how angry I was and I needed to process. So I took a little nap, gave it an hour, and then I decided I'm not yeah. that mad about this loss because the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers it's is in here. Good small hands. I'm excited, and I, I really just have a good feeling about it, Charlotte. I, I don't want to overreact. I know I'm overreacting. You're I just, <laughs> I, I know I am. I, I know, and I didn't want to, but I just have no, a good I'm feeling about it. I just like this. the energy that he brings to the locker room. I think he was the right choice for Pittsburgh, and I'm sorry that I ever doubted you, Kenny. Great performance i'm excited for you to lead our team that was so corny maddie i think you yeah i I think a lot of kenny pickett has on his side um that a lot of these other rookie quarterbacks don't have his age and maturity i mean he is the same age as lamar jackson he's literally your age charlotte he's he's my age uh (laughs) i I don't know who's more mature me or kenny pickett but <laughs> I do say, oh my God, and I do have a story actually for you. And I always say this, and I think I've said this on the podcast. I feel like put me under center. Like I got this four downs. Like I can do it. Like I have this truly irrational belief that I could score a touchdown in four downs. I, I don't know. Charlotte. I don't know why I have this, like, but like, who's going to tell me I can't, right? Like Charlotte. Kenny Pickett rushed for two touchdowns on Sunday. And you know who else rushed for two touchdowns on Sunday? Daniel Jones, Charlotte. Oh Daniel Jones God. rushed for two touchdowns on that? Sunday. Charlotte, and speaking of going under center, speaking of needing a quarterback, Charlotte, <laughs> would the Giants like Mitch Trubisky? I would like to maybe broker a trade here. No, I don't know about that. I, but what I do think... They don't have a quarterback. Tyrod well, Taylor got hurt. What's his name? The Tyrod Taylor is hurt. He's in concussion protocol. And um, the other guy is... What's his name? I can't remember his name. The third string. I think they should just put Saquon in as as Charlotte. I mean, have you like, you are a Jersey girl. You could be the answer. Am I the new quarterback for the New York Giants? Okay, Maddie. What I wanted to say was, and I think I'm actually ready for this. And I'm honored. <laughs> okay. I am honored that you think that I'm prepared for that because 
I went to Dave and Buster's last weekend. Shout out Dave and Buster's. When was last time? This is going. No, this is so fun. You know exactly where this is going. No, I love where this is going. Okay, so speaking of shout out to our locker room lady speech uh, speaking of virtual reality and esports i had a i did like a goggle thing and you have the hands and you are supposed to play football and you're the quarterback and it was so real so authentic i'll send you the video of it and i got to throw did you score like, a touchdown? i scored two touchdowns i got two <laughs> touchdowns <laughs> two buddies. i threw for like i think 35 yards at the longest which is so, oh so fun. i want to go i want to go play with the vr football quarterback thing it was so I fun love the combine look out I, I always threw to the left which is interesting um i really liked my tight end i was really into my tight end Ooh, she uh, liked your tight end <laughs> 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 but it was fun and you know what i will say even doing that vr thing quarterback job no joke that is no joke because i'm stepping back and i'm like ah, ah but i have to snap it real quick <laughs> But you know what, Charlotte? I did it. On that note, I think we just need to call it a day. I think we do. I think we might see me, I don't know, in London this weekend when the Giants are playing the Packers. Let's see. I don't know. I'll grab my cup of tea and I'll fly over to London. (laughs) Oh. Thank you. Accent and all, she's ready to go. Me and and Kenny Pickett, we could do it. We both have small hands. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week.